0: your baseball life
1: from the jethro's barbecue studios where every tuesday by 10 wings get 10 wings free this is des moines sports station
2: 106.3 kxno for 75 years ncmic has been doing the right thing for its customers employees and the community now here's miller and condon
1: number two. Baseball is on the air. Yes. Who is this? What open is this?
0: This is ABC's Monday Night Baseball Wow, going way back. Yes. God, I love
1: Monday Night Baseball. Al Michaels did it for Uh a long, long... So this is 1983.
0: Five ish yep, mid-80s? 84, it says, is when this one came from. And uh, yeah, they had the voiceover taken out, so it was just the music there. But uh-huh. they had the crawl with the national sponsors, and the national sponsors, Quaker State. Yeah. And the second one is something called TR3, and it's a picture of Mr. T holding a jug. I don't know what it is, but Mr. T, I mean, we're going back there to wow. the 80s. It felt very TR3. 80s in the music. So felt it so was well. a drink of some kind? I'm not sure. I is it a know, hair man. tonic? who knows? I don't know. Matt Snyder
1: joins the program. <laughs> maybe he knows. uh Matt uh, Trenton Ken, thanks for coming on CBSSports.com is where we can read our buddy Matt Snyder. How are you Matt Snyder? I'm great uh,
3: I was I, I was confused I actually I will admit I had absolutely no idea what that music was.
0: <laughs> Matt you're I think like two maybe you're two younger than me. what are you forty? Well, no, I'm 43. Oh, you're you're uh, older than me. All right, you got actually, me. Actually, like the the '84 Cubs were the first yeah.
3: team I really remember watching, mm. but I don't remember that music. I so do. Maybe it must not have gone much much later than that.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure if it did either. Of course, it was. Uh, I don't think it it had the popularity, but in the mid '80s. um so how would I? Be, how old would I have been in the mid age? So in late twenties. Oh, I was into it. Well, and
0: it. so many of those games. I mean, it's not like you saw every game back. Then. That's just it. Trent. Outside of, of the point. super yeah. stations. Yeah. Yep. You were waiting for that Monday night national game that you could see and be your only time maybe the year of seeing the Dodgers. Yeah, in my case, it wasn't the Expos or the Blue Jays, because
1: that's what we got fed all the time uh, up in Canada. Anyways, good stuff. Well, we are a week into the season, almost. Uh, Teams are now in their second series uh, of the Major League Series. A couple of storylines. One of them kind of unfolded last night, Matt, and... And uh, Trent blew me away this morning when he told me Aaron Judge is twenty nine. I I did not think he was that old, but they booed him in Yankee Stadium last night, uh, which is kind of surprising, right? I get that the the Red Sox were in town to open up the season, and then the Blue Jays, so American East rivals, and it's not going you know the way Yankee fans sh- think it should go, which is you know win every game for crying out loud. But they booed yeah. him. Uh, what um, what's behind it? <clears throat> um.
3: I actually think it's frustrating when it goes down this way, but Brian Cashman knew exactly what he was doing. When they didn't come to terms on a a contract extension before opening day, and I I honestly, as you know from all our talks, oh man, that was such a long, annoying offseason, but as you know, (laughs) I'm generally always pro player. The contract offers they gave Judge were more than reasonable, Mm -hmm. given his age and injury history, and judge turned them down. So what's Cashman do? He goes straight to the media and he says the exact terms. Instead of letting somebody report it, this was directly from the team and publicly in a press conference. So why do you do that? So you can tell all the fans that this guy's greedy and he better produce. And when he doesn't produce, this is what happens. Um, I don't think a ton of markets would turn on people like that uh, so easily, so early but I also don't think it's permanent. I mean, we, we Yankees fans booed Derek Jeter before. And, uh, I mean, and, and to Jeter's credit, he said, hey, I'm playing terribly right now, I would boo myself. So I think it's just kind of the case that, one, kind of comes with the territory, and I think all the players know that, but two, this was right after Cashman went straight to the press conference and said the dollar amount they offered him.
0: Is it untenable? Is this something that can come back Could? we find out the agent comes together and they actually come up with a deal here in a month or two.
3: Absolutely. It's still a situation that could resolve itself. I mean, as far as the fans booing, I mean, if if he hits two bombs tonight, he'll be the favorite favorite son again. Um, But yeah, it's it's always one of those things where things look like they're not going to happen and everybody looks like they hate each other. And then all of a sudden everything's okay because they came to a deal. So it's It's business. You know, it's easy to to feel like it's personal. And, yeah, money is personal and everything. It's your livelihood. But when you come to an agreement, you can put all that aside because at the end of the day, it is business.
1: Uh, the Cubs are off to uh, surprising, I think, would, would, is a word we yeah. could use here, right? With the, especially with it being the Brewers, who, who seem, who got beat, uh, yesterday by the Orioles of all teams, Orioles opening day, as the Brewers fell. Um, but, but the Cubs are off to a good start and they're, they're pitching the ball well with the exception of, uh, Jesse Chavez. <laughs> Suzuki looks like a terrific signing early in his MLB career, but, uh, Cubs fans have to be happy with that start. Absolutely. And, I mean, if you look
3: at – they flashed it on the broadcast. I know that the teams were – it was the the third team in baseball history who had to face three all-stars to start the season. Um, I want to say it was Astros, which, remember, they were in the National League at the time, faced uh, the Glavin, Smoltz, Maddox, Braves. And then somebody else – I can't remember which team it was, but it was against Koufax and Drysdale – Hmm. Obviously, they had a third all star in there who slips my mind Dodgers in the 60s. So, this was only the third time in history a team started the season against three all stars. And the Cubs nearly won all three. I mean, yeah. they were either Chavez pitching well in relief or Jonathan VR actually running through the bag at first base, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, from tying that thing up and maybe winning it after that uh, from sweeping there. So that would have been a heck of a feat. As it is, I-, I think you have to be ecstatic about taking two of three. More than anything, though, I would say the offensive approach should make Cubs fans happy because as much as we all loved the 2016 team and the remnants from that team, we'd gotten into a place these last few years where it was a lot of boomer bust, a ton of strikeouts. Not much traffic. You'd go days where it seemed like we're never, ever going to score a run. Oh, all of a sudden there'd be like a 12-run explosion, right? But then you'd go back to like zero runs and one run. This looks like their, their, their approach is put the ball in play, work deep counts, shorten up with two strikes. If a home run comes, so be it. But there was only one home run that entire weekend that looked like a, a legitimate bonafide tower home run, and that was Suzuki. The only other home run was Nico Horner, and that was a line drive into the first or second row. So, yeah, home runs are going to come, but I think it looks like a whole different approach. And I think there are a lot of fans that were begging for this the last few years.
0: Keegan Thompson, he uh, gets a suspension along with David Ross from the, well, (laughs) whatever Saturday was. Boy, Andrew McCutcheon, he was fired up after that one. He sure was.
3: Yeah, it, well, and I thought uh, uh, McCutcheon's point to me was fair. Like, It was interesting. when Once he was on first base, I was trying to do my best lip-reading impression, and you could see McCutcheon talking to Frank Schwindel, and he was saying stuff like, I get it, but, I get it, but, and I'm okay to get hit, but. And I was wondering what he was saying then, because if he kept saying, I get it, I knew I was going to get hit, then what was he mad about? Well, his explanation actually made sense, which is that, he went up knowing he was going to get hit. Yeah, And then the first pitch is like him. an off-speed pitch yep. outside. So he's thinking, oh, okay, now it's going to be a real at-bat. Then you throw at him. I understand his point is like, dude, just hit me on the first pitch and I'll mm-hmm. wear it. I mm-hmm. get that fully. I, I also get the Cubs' point of view on, look, enough enough. With Wilson Contreras now, he's been hit 15 times by the Brewers. Nobody else has even hit him half that much. <laughs> so they're doing something there. And then it was right after a hit in Hap's knee, and he had to be removed from the game. That was not on purpose. But I think it was like after the two Contreras plunkings, Hap, you could argue Hap was the best player in that series, got hit in the knee and had to be taken out of the game. It's 9 nothing lead. You don't want Strowman taking matters into his own hands in the first inning the next day. David Ross being a former catcher, Contreras was behind the plate. That's why I think everybody, including McCutcheon, like he said, knew he was probably going to get hit. He just. Probably should
1: have just done it on the first pitch. Yep, and I, I think that was his big beef. No, no, no question. So, which of these two air quote regional players, one's a Cardinal, one's a Twins start, is more sustainable? Buxton's off to a terrific start in Minnesota, and Nolan Arnato in in uh, in St. Louis uh, is just tearing the cover off the ball right now. Both of them sustainable, or which of them comes back to reality? Well, I mean, know, they're not going to hit what they're hitting. I get that. I mean, they're no, about no, 500. No. But,
3: yeah, I I mean, I, I think we've seen with Arenado for years that it's absolutely sustainable to play at an MVP level. So, yeah, he, I, I think he's the easy answer there. He's still 31. He's not like 35 or 36. Buxton, I mean, we kind of know what we're going to get. That's what's so intriguing about it is, Gosh, for years and years and years, it's been if he can just stay healthy, he'd be an MVP. And if you look at last year, uh, 61, 61 games maybe, um, and he had like four and a half war. I mean, that's just an outrageous pace. So he, I guess I don't know how to phrase it properly. I, I Buxton, it's absolutely sustainable if he stays on the field. Mm-hmm. He just hasn't, other than was seventeen when he played 140 games. But he wasn't all the way at his ceiling yet. He's at his ceiling now. And, uh, you know, it's just because he hasn't stayed on the field these last years doesn't mean he won't. What if he does? And as good as he is, he might only have to play like 130 games to win MVP. So I guess the, the, the safe bet would be Arenado – but the Buxton's the more fun bet. And there's there's actually, it's weird to say it, but Buxton has more upside. Yeah.
0: yeah. There, there's no doubt. And uh, the
3: yeah. way
1: that he is. And, and Arnott is going to walk away from the game and go, walk right into Cooperstown.
3: Yeah. Hall of Fame. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He's a Hall of Famer, and I just said somebody else has more Right, upside. and I agree with you. <laughs> and and, th- and that's Buxton. But he, he does.
0: Game in yeah. and game out watching this dude, it's incredible. And, and there are a couple of tense moments during spring trading where he bumped into a wall, and you're just, <laughs> you're always nervous. And. Yeah. This is life as a Twins fan and watching this guy that the talent it's through the roof. When he is right. And it's not it, yeah. Yes. There's nobody close to it. I'm I'm not being hyperbolic. And yes, I watch this guy's games every time. He is the best player in baseball when you combine everything together when he's healthy. Absolutely. But you have to put yeah. that caveat in there.
3: Mm-hmm. And that's the, what I was just going to say. I sorry I I started to interrupt, but I get excited when we talk about guys with <laughs> yes. talent. Yeah. But it's not like a case with Ego Jimenez, where you can say, after you see him run into the wall a million times, and you can say, all right, just be you know, <laughs> or, or tell him, when you're standing in left field, let Luis Robert get anything that's even <laughs> close to you. If an infielder gets close to you, get away. Stop running into the wall in the outfield. Don't run into the stands. It's not like you can do that with Buxton, because a lot of his value comes from what he can do in center field or what he can do on the base paths. So in order to get the full and experience, you can't really tone him down. But when you don't tone him down, you take the chance that something's going to happen. So it's like you're on a tightrope all the time.
1: Matt Snyder, CBS CBSSports.com, where he uh, writes about baseball, joins us, and he joins us each and every week. Um, Albert Pujols is off to a, uh, a disappointing start for the Cardinals. All right, you got to throw it out there. It's early. I get it. Um, yeah, it, it seemed as though the at the, the it didn't end well with the Angels. Right? Did not end well. Uh, the, the Dodgers threw him a safety, net. he went over there. He was okay. If, is there a, is there a chance, maybe a slim chance, because he's still a fan favorite in, 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 uh, St. Louis. But once the rosters come back, because they're not going to stay at uh, 28 forever, I don't think. Um, is, is there a chance that this ends in a similar fashion to the Angel? I mean, could the Cardinals do this? Um, you know, walk away from a player of his ilk if indeed he is finished?
3: Man, I don't see that. I, it's it's so hard to see that happening. You know, there was such fanfare behind his, his coming back. There is a DH spot. I'm sure that he would accept uh, a, a part-time role. And um, given his age and all the foot problems he's had, I'm sure they could invent an injury if they needed to and then send him on a rehab stint, see if he could get going with a bat. Um, you know, he had 17 home runs last year, and he's, I think, 17 exactly from A-Rod, so
0: yep.
3: I kind of feel like they've had their eyes on that. Um, yeah, uh, five at-bats, they'll give him several more. Sure,
1: sure. If it yep.
3: continues on this path, like I said, I, I think that they would they would say he has a foot injury, sit him down for two weeks, then send him on a rehab stint, and then bring him back and see if they can kind of bottle up any kind of magic. I, gosh, it'd be it'd be really hard to see. Uh, them cutting him or anything like that my guess is if it came to this and they, they had a conversation with him he would just retire mid-season not necessarily in the same fashion that A-Rod did with the Yankees because obviously the the <laughs> all the circumstances around that were different but I do think it would be somewhat like that where you know let's say we get to August and both sides are kind of like you know what this ain't happening I think he would just say you know what tomorrow's going to be my final game. They're gonna, they'll are gonna, hit him at DH and have him retire, and they'll have a ceremony or something like that. If he gets a hit or, Lord help us, a home run, uh, <laughs> then they could have the fanfare around that and have him kind of, you know, right off into the sunset.
0: So two teams in the National League are off to great starts with their pitching. The Mets doing it without DeGrom, and then you have the Padres who had a scratch with Blake Snell, former Cy Young Award winner. He was scratched over the weekend. These two teams, they were... Look, the Dodgers are the favorite in the NL, you get that, but those yeah. are two teams with the right health, the right mix, a lot of talent on both of those squads. Your thoughts early on for the Mets and the Pods? Yeah, well,
3: the, the Padres are really interesting because it's easy to look at the 79 and 83. It's easy to have a bad taste in your mouth after the collapse last year, and then, you know, the Tatis injury coming in this year and just kind of, oh, they're going to be mediocre again, but... They were really, really good last year through mid-August. They were one of the best teams in baseball through mid-August. They were better than the Braves to that point, and the Braves won the World Series. So if, now that they have a good manager in Bob Melvin, who's one of the mm-hmm. best in the business, yep. if not the best, you're going to get a shot in the arm from Tatis here two two months into the season. starting pitching is healthier this time around. I mean, is going to be back soon. They've got Nick Martinez, who they signed, who had a great, great year in Japan last year. Darvish seems right. They traded for Manea, Musgrove. That's a nice big three there. Um, they seem to be reliant on their rotation this time around, which is more fitting for that division and that ballpark than trying to be slam Diego, uh, especially with their personnel. I think it fits them better. I think they're going to be around a lot longer this year. And, uh, yeah, the Mets, without grow I mean – Tyler Miga looked great last time, and he's throwing so hard. Bassett was a completely under-the-radar acquisition by them. I mean, he, he he was in the running for the AL Cy Young last year when he got hit in the head by that line drive. So if everything's going right, if DeGrom does come back and he's right, they basically have three aces. They're just one that not everybody thinks about as much as Scherzer and DeGrom. So they could be scary with that pitching staff, and they've got a good offense too. They need to figure out the bullpen, though because it's they they're they're
1: about what two innings for me in five and zero, oh, and they're three and two instead. Uh, la- last thing for me: White Sox opening uh, day today. They'll open uh, at home, I believe it's this, this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- yep. At the top of the rotation, I mean, uh, obviously, we know Lance Lynn wasn't able to answer the bell out of spring training. Lucas Giolito has gone down. Now Cease gave him a terrific start the other day, struck out what eight and five innings. I want to say uh, Robert uh, Andrew Vaughn looks as though he's already arrived, and they have huge expectations. For him, uh, this White Sox team off to a good start, despite the fact that they're uh, one and two in their rotation, both um, on the IL. Well, yeah, and it's interesting. Last year, they withstood,
3: you know, Jimenez, Luis Robert, Yasmani Grandal, major injuries to all of them, but the pitching staff didn't really get it banged up like this. And they need to be more aggressive this year because the division last year was basically a pushover. And I think like the Tigers could push them, the Twins could push them, the Royals aren't terrible, the Guardians aren't terrible. So it's not going to be quite as much of a cakewalk this year. And something to watch there is Frankie Montas is still on the trade block. Right. We know the A's will probably trade him at any time. The A's I asked for
1: wonder, Andrew Vaughn apparently and they said no. The, yeah, the White Sox I, no.
3: I I think they'll stay after him. And they just announced Diolito to the injured list. There was really no reason to wait until the start of today's game to announce that, mm-hmm. unless they were thinking maybe they would have a trade in place, and that would be their corresponding move. I, I don't know. That, that's speculation on my part. I just felt like they held him a lot longer than they usually would have without putting him on the injured list. Um, and they're going to continue to try for Montas, and they can the A's can ask for Vaughn all they want. The White Sox aren't higher straight yet, right? So it's I mean it's April twelfth, so. I think that one is. There's a good chance that's going to happen now.
0: The reigning champions, the Atlanta Braves. Freddie Freeman, no longer there as he is in LA with the Dodgers, but still a little bit of a conversation happening. Acuna yeah. on the IL. What's your takeaway there? Two guys that apparently didn't get along real well. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Oh, man, it was funny how that went down. Mm-hmm. You saw a lot of the old guard against the new guard yep. there, I think. And what Freeman was saying, if those really are like brave team rules, it seems kind of dumb and a little too hardcore, almost like the Yankees still requiring everybody to shave mm-hmm. every day, which seems antiquated. Um, it's probably not that big of a deal because it's one of the things I don't think Fans fully grasp how often guys aren't like best friends when they're teammates, and it's not that huge a deal. It's probably a bigger deal in basketball when there's only five guys and you've got to share the ball. Like in baseball, you don't really have to be like team harmony all the time. It's if you're hitting, well, nobody else is helping you. <laughs> you know, like they don't even the guy who bats behind you. You don't have to be best buddies. It's an individual plate appearance when you're in the box. You're all playing for the greater good, of course, and everybody wants to win. You can get along from a team aspect, but you don't have to be best friends. And uh, Honestly, that's a type of thing that drives traffic, and it's juicy, and it's fun <laughs> to talk about, but I don't think it really matters in the clubhouse. The Braves right now, 2-3, and three, probably not the hugest deal in the world. They're not at full strength. The Cunha's not back yet. Olsen will get going in his new surroundings here. Pretty quickly, I think. He just hit a home run. I, they're going to be fine.
1: Mm. Yeah, that to do with, what, the way he wore his cap and was there... Eye black. Eye black and maybe some yeah. music. He's having too much fun out there. God forbid. Thing, right?
3: Evidently. Yeah. yeah. As, as
1: I think you said it right. It's the old guard versus the new guard and... Freddie Freeman was taught this way. When he came up, the veterans had him yep. uh, adhere to this way. This is the way we do things here, and now he's the old guy, and he's passing that down. And one of the game's greats uh, said, you know what, I'm going to do it my way. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, power battle. Anyways, great stuff, Matt Snyder. Are we'll, um, you ready to go back to Mondays with us starting next week? Absolutely. Good stuff. Yep. Love talking baseball. Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. Anything coming up at the website you want to promote this week? Uh, not necessarily. We're just trying
3: to. We're we're uh, getting kind of into our own groove, just getting into the season, and it's fun. It's fun getting acclimated back to a new
1: regular season. No doubt about it. Thanks, Matt. We'll talk to you next Monday. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. Good to talk to you, Matt Snyder, CBS Sports. Dot com as we go around Major League Baseball. I'll uh, we'll head to Vegas next. How do we bet these NBA games? We need some help. We do need some help. If you're betting USFL games, you need some help. <laughs> we'll ask any help. white uh, if he's got any angles on that.
0: Um, and Unders- maybe Major League Baseball. Is that what you're doing? Maybe. Okay. Doesn't it feel like these leagues, there's a lot of those 16-10 okay. games early on? I, you
1: know what, Trent? I, try, I don't watch it. Kind of Football season that. ends when they give out the Lombardi trophy. Tried to do it. I just... This doesn't feel right. Anyways, we will uh, come back with uh, Kenny White. Off to Vegas, we shall go. Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3.
0: Des Moines homeowners have two questions. What's the best time to rent out my home, and what's the best way to do it? The best time is when you're moving, relocating, combining households, inheriting a house, or... You just don't want to pay a mortgage anymore. The best way to rent? Hire Renner's Warehouse. Whether you have one home or a property portfolio, Renner's Warehouse does the work so you don't have to. They perfectly price your property so you don't have to. They find great tenants in just 17 days on average so you don't have to. And for a small, flat monthly fee, their professional landlords manage your property 24-7 so you don't have to. Collect the rent? You don't have to. Maintenance, inspections, and tax paperwork, you don't have to. There's no upfront fees, no binding contracts, and you can cancel at any time. Find out what your home will rent for by calling 515-528-4429 or go to RentersWarehouse.com. That's RentersWarehouse.com. Renters Warehouse, Des Moines. You can't buy happiness. Be kind. Global Direct Mail and Marketing is a local design and print shop that'll help you from start to finish. From design to printing and mailing it for you. From wedding invitations to birth announcements. And it's time to be thinking about those graduation announcements. No matter how big or small your project is, Global will work with you from creating a custom design to getting your project inserted into the mail. Global can design, print, and deliver. And Global can help your business grow with custom mailers designed to help you bring new customers through your doors located on 121st street in urbandale or call craig at 515-282-3000 282-3000 it's global direct mail and marketing path forward Victory Mounds is your ace when it comes to premium baseball and softball products and services. Utilizing our vast game and industry expertise, we sell portable pitching mounds, field equipment, and field products that we trust, use, and have used when coaching or playing. But that's not all. Victory Mounds Field Consulting Services can help you improve the quality and playability of your field. Craig Allison has years of experience in the mound business and is Victory Mounds National Sales Executive, while Mike Donahoe is in charge of field equipment and products. Visit victorymounds.com to see what Victory Mounds can do for you. And you, KXNO. the NBA playoffs mean next level basketball. Get ready for all the action by betting in the play in tournament starting tonight with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers bet five bucks on any team to win. Get $150 in free bets instantly. You clinch and win no matter what. All DraftKings
1: customers can bet on NBA hoops with same-game parlays. That's where you can buy multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, each day of the play-in, so today, tomorrow... Uh, get a f- risk-free bet of up to $10 if your same-game parlay doesn't hit.
0: Get out your phone right now and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the promo code KXNO, bet 5 bucks on any NBA team to win their game during the play-in tournament, and you'll get $150 in free bets instantly. Promo code KXNO, it's DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older. I will only do customers only. Restrictions apply. Minimum $5 deposit. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem on podcasts you'll love. Do you remember the time that Michael Jordan won the first of his 3P championships? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online, Wolf Back with bite.
1: Now back to Miller and Condon. On 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM, here's Ken and Trent. Hi, welcome back, Miller and Con, to Des Moines Sports Station. One oh six point three KXNO. Let's head to Las Vegas. We promised we would with the NBA playing round upon us and the playoffs about to start next week. And Trent and I are in the dark when it comes to the NBA. Kenny White, Kenny Whitesports.com joins us. Kenny, as always, good to speak with you. Quick story before we, you know, start to pick your brain a little bit. So so Trent and I are in Vegas for conference tournament weekend. We're at circa. We're sitting down with Mike Palm and uh, Trent's like drinking like a fish, uh, <laughs> but that has nothing to do with the story. As usual, right, right. Uh-huh, yeah. uh, but, but, um, but Mike Pomsa to take a guess, he says of uh, the money that we handled at circa uh, in the state of Iowa last night, ninety-three percent of it was bet on college games, four percent was bet on the NHL, and three percent on the NBA. The NBA has never been a, a, a real popular in Iowa, but the playoffs are here, and we need help. Kenny White, how are you?
2: <laughs> Very good. That's amazing, those type of numbers. Uh, NHL has really picked up over the last uh, 10 years, I'd say. It was a sport that was always about 1% of the overall handle, and now it's uh, it's it's making its mark.
1: Indeed it is. Well, you know what? I like to, to and you probably would tell, uh, advise me against this, <laughs> but I like to identify a couple of teams in the playoffs and, and ride with them, right? Get Get my price now, whether it's, you know, I don't think you can bet Phoenix, although they're going to be a very difficult out. But they're three and a half to one. Try and find a, you know, an eight to one, ten to one, twelve to one, or take a flyer on somebody uh, and ride that team through the playoffs. Phoenix was so good last year, got right to the championship and was upset. They're the overwhelming favorite, Kenny White. Are they invincible?
2: And they have everybody back from last year. They have their entire team. So yet, they should be the favorite to to get to the finals and. Uh, battle for a championship, but you're right. The, the number's just too low. You miss the boat if you like the Suns. Other than maybe doing a rollover parlay and betting them to win each series, you will then actually accumulate maybe close to 3-1 to one on your money if you do it that way. Could be a little bit higher even. Uh, uh, I don't really do the math on it, but it, that's the only way you can bet the Suns now is a rollover parlay. Bet them to win this first their first series. We don't know who they're playing yet, mm-hmm. but they'll play the eight seed. And you're going to be laying a very high price, 1500 So you bet your $100 on that. And you win $5 and you bet 105 on them the next series. And you will hopefully get back maybe $150, 160 And you roll that over and you may have, you know, about, uh, at that point, you might have a little over $250. And if they win the championship against the Bucks, you get maybe close to five to one on them. So that's the only way to bet the Suns. Uh, futures are convenient anyway any, to bet futures that's the best way to bet any type of future is to roll your money over mm-hmm. yourself because a future bet is just for you for convenience and there's a 30 to 40 percent takeout right. in those future pools so you're not getting the best odds Um uh, the one team that uh, finished second in the west uh, i still think you can get them around 14 to one to win the nba championship and seven to one to win the west is uh the memphis grizzlies and They've really matured. They don't have the experience the Suns have, but I think they're close to talent level as the Suns.
1: You know, just real quick, I have them at thirty to one, Kenny. White. what should I do? I mean, do, do I get to a point where I start to you know to hedge a little bit on because thirty to one's a pretty big price. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's a great price on a really good basketball team. So um, I think you got to let that ride out at least one series, yeah. and then and then hedge a little bit. Just get your get your money back on the first series. You know what you bet on it to try to get that back so you're at least even on it. You don't lose money on it. And then if uh, they win that one, now the next series you're betting a little bit more to try to make a profit.
0: You're a numbers cruncher. And tell me if the numbers bear this out because it feels like for a long time, if you were a better, you played the zigzag theory come NBA playoffs. It was something that was very profitable. And it seems like that profit has gone away if you're trying to play that route that the books have kind of caught up to the theory. How do you see the zigzag theory, and is it something people should even be looking at anymore in the NBA playoffs?
2: I think, no, it's still a very good theory. I, st- I still use it in my handicapping uh, each game because uh, these are professionals, and they, they, they let down. Uh, it's a seven-game series, and it's for, for an NBA player, they feel that it's a very long series, uh, seven games. So... When they win one, they kind of let down the next game, and then the, the team that lost now really has desperation. They have all the motivation to get a win. Now, home revenge for me during the regular season is worth two-and-a-half points, and that's I've gone back and charted that for 20 years, that when you lose at home and you go to your opponent's place to play, uh, it's a two-and-a-half point difference on the betting line from the result. But in the playoffs, it's not quite that high, and you're not getting that home revenge that you're able to use. But it's worth a point, and that's what I do on on my line. So let's say if Boston is at at uh, Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn wins the first game, and I made Brooklyn six. The second game, I take a point off, and I'd only make Brooklyn five in that game. Mm-hmm. So that may not get me a play. It might not be on the on the zigzag uh, system but it 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 makes it closer to giving me a play on on a game like that
1: Kenny White from kennywhitesports.com is our guest of course the preeminent line maker in Vegas on the strip in Vegas Oh, 80s, 90s, Uh, if if you were in a place get uh, betting on sports, you were betting on his number that was posted. So my question to you is, knowing what you used to do, when the playoffs roll around and it comes to totals in the NBA, it seems like defense uh, is more of a focal point than it is in the regular season. I understand why it's a long season, but they do play some defense. How much would you adjust totals from the regular season to the
2: playoffs? Yeah, I adjust my total six points um, from from the regular season to the playoffs. and I put you on a good number, and I tell you, you're right. You want to look for unders in the playoffs, but you can't look at every single game under because some are going to go over. So what you try to do is go back and look and try to find the six best defensive teams and look at their games. Zero in on their games to go under because you know – They played defense during the regular season. That defense is going to get that much better in the playoffs.
0: Let's look at the games tonight. In fact, we got four of them overall, two tonight and two tomorrow, starting with Game 1. Nets, we know when healthy, how talented this team is, against the Cavs, an upstart team that had the wheels get a little shaky at the end of the season. Big number here, 9.5, total 226.5. Cavs at the Nets, what do you got tonight?
2: Yeah, how about uh, this Brooklyn team—the worst record I think in NBA history for a home team. This was just was, and I I mean a lot of it had to do with Kyrie maybe being out, but Mm -hmm. that was baked into the betting line. They went nine thirty-one and (laughs) one against the spread, and they had a losing record straight up, twenty and twenty-one straight up in their home games this year for a team who's supposed to be one of the top teams in the NBA. So, um, yeah, that could change. I think you throw all the numbers out going into the playoffs. Um, I do like that the Cavaliers got Evan Mobley back. I think the line is pretty close to what it's supposed to be, about eight and a half, nine. Uh, but I think the total is a little bit high. And, again, try to pick out one of those defensive teams. Cavaliers are a very solid defensive team. Uh, they've been on an under team all year long, and Evan Mobley, one of the best rim protectors in basketball, and that makes everybody else on the perimeter a better defensive player. So I like that game under the total. Uh,
1: Minnesota was really good at a defensive team early in the year. Not sure if they uh, focused that much as the season went on, but boy, early in the year, that was their calling card. They host the Clippers.
2: Yeah, that was really amazing that uh, they were so good defensively early. Uh, but their their offense, I think, came around and you know, with with Edwards and and Russell and and Cat, they they really have been able to put up a lot of points, and they they've had a lot of over games. And for the season, fifty thirty one and one to the over, they were a great over team on the road. They're not an over team here, but hey, the deep, better defensive team, it's the Clippers. Paul George is back. He played five of the last seven games and scored twenty two or more in three of those games. He's an all star player still, and he's a great defensive player himself. You add him into the mix, and a team that finished eighth in the NBA in defense. I'm leaning to the Clippers in this game. I think the total is right on. You know, again, I look look for unders here in the playoffs. But with the Timberwolves, and they're you know kind of playing you know backyard basketball all day. Uh, may, that may change a little bit in the playoffs. You, know, you just reminded me of how good their defense was early on. That could change, and it kind of might sway me to betting under because that's a big number at 230 and a half.
0: Two Wednesdays, Charlotte at the Hawks. A year ago, the Hawks were in the Eastern Conference Finals. Now they're here in the play-in tournament. And Spurs-Pelicans, those two games tomorrow, anything jumping off to you?
2: Yeah, you know, these these are really do or die. The first ones we talked about on Tuesday, if those teams lose, they get another game uh, in the loser bracket. But this is a, a lose or, or go home, uh winner go home game. Um, again, and I'm, I'm going to zero in on the totals here the, the Hawks total, 236.5, such a high total. You just need one bad quarter. These are two over teams, uh, but they do have some defense, and I think they could play some defense. And I think it'll be tight. I think it'll be a tight game coming down to the to the wire. The other one, I like the Spurs. They're 34-48, 14 games under five hundred, and I think they're going to crash the party, and they're going to end up in the playoffs, and they're going to face the Suns mm. in the first round. Um, I, I think Popovich has his team playing. Very good basketball. They've been pretty unlucky. They've lost a lot of close games this year. Turn those around, and they might have been already a playoff team.
1: Uh, last thing for you, Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com. We'll uh, get, save some time for you. you Can talk about what you're doing uh, at the website. USFL starts this week. What, how will you advise your clients, uh, or will you? Will you tell them to stay away? Is, can you take advantage of this? I mean, I don't know how you can, but um, you're the guy that we should ask. What will you do with the USFL and what will say to your customers?
2: Yeah, I'm, I haven't done the work I normally would do on on USFL, um, so I'm not going to have plays probably the first week, but I'm starting to put together rosters and depth charts and uh, putting together some information, and I'd like to watch the first week and then adjust those ratings and be ready for week two. Uh, again, no preseason games and not knowing. Right. There's so many players in this league that have no professional experience whatsoever. So it's going to take some time. So I guess if I would suggest again, if you're if you're looking to bet this blindly in the first week, look for underdogs. But there's not a lot of big favorites, so you kind of got to pass there. And maybe look at the, some of the totals, maybe the higher totals and bet those under because, again, no preseason. There's no continuity. Defense is going to be ahead of the offenses.
1: Well, uh, NHL playoffs, are on, on, we're on the cusp. We've got, what, inside two weeks? Most teams have about eight games left. NBA is here, Major League Baseball. What's going on at KennyWhiteSports.com?
2: Yeah, all of it. Uh, working on college baseball as well. Uh, a lot of books have started to put that up on the board, which is very nice to, for us betters and um, Kenny White Sports, we've got our... Uh, uh VIP email package that's been very popular for a hundred dollars. Uh you go to the website, click on the link, top right hand corner, sign up as a user, which is very easy, and then sign up and each and every day you get uh emails, uh plays delivered to your email. Plus the power ratings are uh part of that package so you get to see the baseball and NBA power ratings. So one of the better packages a lot of people are having a lot of fun with you get about on average three plays a day from different handicappers so 30 days, you get about 90 plays for $100. Great awesome. value.
1: Indeed it is. Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com. Thank you, sir. Good to catch up with you. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yep. Thanks for having me. Yep. Take yes, care. Good luck this week. Thank you. Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com. Stay away from the USFL. Yes. Week number two. Power rankings. <laughs> <laughs> sick. Mm. People
0: are sick. I wonder what kind of handle they'll
1: do. They'll be something. It's football.
0: It's football. It's on TV. Mm-hmm. Just firing away, no, not for me. Uh We'll come back. Yep. Trent's got a play of the
1: day. Yes, I
0: do. Got to be better than yours. Yesterday. I'm staying away. I'm staying out. Well, and I should have known. You're betting your own team no, against your against. own team. Yeah,
1: that, that. It, it was back to back, and they stink it back to back. Not last night. No, not last night. Blind squirrel. Right? Are they
0: completely out of the playoffs?
1: They if they win their next eight, and Dallas loses their next eight. All right. So so they're saying there's a chance. There's a chance. Miller and Con, the Des Moines Sports Station, 106. I'm-
2: Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS. Come together.
0: Global Direct Mail and Marketing is a local design and print shop that'll help you from start to finish. From design. To printing and mailing it for you. From wedding invitations to birth announcements. And it's time to be thinking about those graduation announcements. No matter how big or small your project is, Global will work with you from creating a custom design to getting your project inserted into the mail. Global can design, print, and deliver. And Global can help your business grow with custom mailers designed to help you bring new customers through your doors. Located on 121st Street in Urbandale. Or call Craig at 515 282 2 3000 282 3000 it's global direct mail and markets awesome. back to miller and condon on KXNO and Trent's pick of the day presented by circus
1: sports Iowa all right miller and condon welcome back to Moines sports station 106.3 KXNO murphy and andy had won the fanatics to 3 cyclone insider tonight hines Petey. Perhaps uh, they'll talk about, if there is, some news on a new assistant coach with Iowa State. Twitter rumors speculate, speculating that TJ's about to pluck another one from UNI's coaching staff. We shall see. Really? Eric uh, Crawford? Eric Crawford is being speculative.
0: Yeah. Good guy. One of my faves. Interesting. Would he remember you? Yeah, he might. Okay. He came on my radio show a couple of times. Yeah, we maybe hoisted a cocktail or two together. He's a good guy. Really like D.C. Um, what are we going to do tonight as far as gambling-wise? Well, I'm playing both dogs tonight in the NBA. The number, Kenny White just said, 9, what was it, Nine thirty and 1. They're brutal at home, Brooklyn. Yes. They're two, in their, 2 and 22 in their last 24 against the spread at home. It just How much are they favored by? Nine and a half. a That's a lot. It's <laughs> a ton of points. Yeah. And it's Minnesota sports. So you're betting. So I'm bet- betting the Clippers <laughs> in the playoffs here. So get... In fact, uh, three and a half. We talk about shopping around for numbers. Mm -hmm. MGM has three and a half right now with the Clippers with normal minus 110 juice. So that's where I went with that one. The nine and a half with Cleveland tonight. I got a little baseball that I'm going to play around with this afternoon. The White Sox. So the Mariners just played Minnesota. Yep. A night game. Now they got to come back play an afternoon game. And minus 119 is all for the White Sox. like that number there. Tampa's minus 200 today. I know it's a huge baseball price. You're not going to make money long-term betting huge favorites in baseball. But against the A's, coming off a loss. Not a bad I, team. Yeah. yeah. I, I love this one, even at minus 200. So there it is. Four plays for today. Tampa minus 200. White Sox minus 119. And both NBA dogs. A four-pack sponsored by Circus Sports from Trent Condon.
1: Three in one. I smell maybe You're three, smelling it, huh? Three smells three and one. I'll sign, sign up, up for in that. In a yes. heartbeat, good stuff. Well, tomorrow David Kaplan will be here. Uh, we will talk about those Cubs. They've got a day game as well, right? Late afternoon against the Buckos. First place Chicago Cubs. Say it while you can, indeed. And it's uh, Drew Smiley versus former Chicago Cub and a trade they'd like to have back, Jose Quintana. Cappy will join us on Chicago Sports tomorrow. Uh, At about uh, 11:30, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors that. That's going to do it for us today. Trent and I are here, Miller and Condon, every Monday through Friday from 10 until noon. Thanks for spending some of your morning here with us on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO.